Hey, everybody, and welcome to GQ, a wrestling podcast. Um, there's no fancy, fun, happy intro today. Um, it sucks. It's, it, 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 I, I don't have words. It's literally within the last hour. Um, this is being recorded on August 24th, uh, 2023 at 726 in the evening, about a little less than a little over an hour ago. Um, WWE and Paul Levesque, um, sadding, sadly announced the passing of Bray Wyatt, AKA Wyndham Rotunda, um, unexpectedly, even though if you're in the wrestling community, you know, he's been sick for about a year, over a year now against LA Knight in that black light match. And, um, he was 36 years old. He's married. He just had another kid. And I am, it's hard to hold it back as a father and as a person who loves wrestling, but furthermore, you have to love the human being. I am, I'm shook to my core. Uh, I am very sad, not for the sake of, you know, he's, he's, he's happier now. Uh, it's hard to say that out loud, but he is in a way better place because he's not sick anymore. But I'm sad for his kids. I'm sad for his wife, Jojo. Um, I'm sad for his friends all across the world who are currently tweeting and Instagramming out sentimental stuff that literally are breaking people's hearts. Uh, Oh my gosh. And we're, we're literally scrolling through Twitter. And like the first person I, I talked to is Garrett when I got the news and it, we, I've been getting messages left and right from other people in the community and just experiencing such gut wrenching feelings on how to even fathom that he's not here anymore. That literally less than two months ago, I saw a video that he was at an airport looking like Bray Wyatt again. And maybe he was going to have that, that comeback and being able to do everything. And I am, I'm hurting for the sake of, I never met him, but you get so invested in their lives through social media, through wrestling, through television, that you don't know how to truly feel. Like Garrett and I were talking before we started recording today and we thought we had a lineup of stuff that we were ready to talk about for this week in wrestling and what's coming up with the pay-per-view. And we're still going to talk about some of it, but we wanted to literally start off the podcast, paying homage to Bray, to the community that was surrounding Bray during this time and seeing people truly heartbroken over a man that transformed their lives the best one we just saw was of a picture of him and well then his name was in wwe uh luke harper now known as uh brody lee that it was now heaven's greatest tag team it it's just i don't even know where to even go from here and I know you don't either, Garrett, because yesterday on 823, 
we had another passing in the wrestling community of the legendary Terry Funk and losing his battle, if I'm not mistaken, just through everything he was dealing with. I know he had cancer at one point. I know he's just, he's 79 years old. He had a lot of life, but he, he passed away yesterday and losing the icon of hardcore wrestling. Yeah. We are in a wrestling world right now struck with so much sadness that you don't how do you how do you get out of it even i'm even tomorrow night on smackdown you know for a fact there will be the ringing of the bells there there you know what there better, better there better be a 10 bell salute to bray Wyatt. there better be a whole crew of people on that stage if they did it for Chris Benoit, without knowing his circumstances, they better be doing it to Bray Wyatt. I, I'm sorry. That should be an I mean, honorary thing for that. It, what they need to do, honestly, what they need to do for him is they need to do the exact same thing that they did for Benoit. Is they need to do a tribute show. Yeah. There's no way you can come back from anything like this for tomorrow. How do you progress a storyline for anybody with a massive amount of in every every person in that locker room mm-hmm. right now? They're shook. Is heartbroken. Mm. I mean, prime exa- Look at Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Joseph Anawaii mm-hmm. and Wyndham Rotunda mm-hmm. have known each other their entire lives. Yeah. I, I really, without getting like super emotional and wanting just to lose it, just, it's so sucky. He's he's my age. Like I'm me being only thirty one, but still though, yeah. You're having to think that this man had a short life, in what could have been an amazing life, and now, I. I I literally have to think of it is that if something happened to me, I wouldn't know what to do with my kids. Right. And it brings me so much sadness and raw nature because no one saw this coming. Like we knew he was sick, but we didn't see it coming. It's, uh, oh God. It hits, it hits it hits a very, very raw, nerve um, I just uh, one it, it, everything that I'd been reading you know waiting for you to get off work and yeah uh, was you know current stars who you know came through NXT and then came up to the main roster after yeah. Wyndham did and them saying, you know, he was one of the first people to, uh, you know, welcome me into the locker room. Um, Big E posted that when he was signed in 2009, Wyndham Rotunda was one of the first people to take him under his wing and show him the ropes and, you know, just taught him everything he knew about locker room etiquette and 
just the list just goes on and on. I Braun, like you said. Oh my gosh, um, Braun's Braun was the reason Braun's there is because, because of him. Yeah. I mean it it there are millions of wrestling fans all over this world right now who are in the same situation that we are. We just, we have no, we have no words. There, there's, there's nothing that I, and I, and then, like I said, oh, I, I can't we, read that. I had, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about. I had gone over my intro that I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Terry Funk. Yeah. And then a little over an hour ago, <laughs> this news and my mind is just completely blank. I'll read it. It's going to make me cry during it, but Adam sure Braun Strowman. He goes, I really don't even know how or where to start. This is just what I can muster up right now. Eight years ago today, I today, I joined you as your black sheep. If only I knew eight short years later, I would have to say goodbye. I sure as hell wouldn't have taken so much for granted. You are my best friend, my mentor, my big little brother, my brother of destruction. You were there for all my highs and all my lows as I was for yours. You taught me so many things in the business that we shared and loved, and you taught me so much in life. You made me a better person. I was honored the day I found out you were having Nash, and you asked me to be his godfather. Whew. <clears throat> Wyndham, you were one of a kind with a great mind and even better soul. The world lost such an amazing man. My heart is with the Rotunda family, Jojo, and all the babies I know, and I love you all so much. I'll see you down the road, my friend. Slap Brody on the ass for me when you see him. <laughs> I know this isn't by forever. I love you, Hoot. I, right there alone, <clears throat> uh, as I'm wiping tears, um, I know we've lost people in our lives. And I'm not going to go on like a big old tangent or anything, but <clears throat> you never know what's going to happen. You never know when the last conversation you're ever going to have with someone. So please, for all that is holy, if you don't believe in a higher power, if you do believe in a higher power, talk to them, whoever it is squash your beef make sure you're right with your people because you never know what can happen the very next day especially how either young old however you are in your life healthy sick make sure you talk to somebody because you never know you never know what can happen <laughs> And I like I could keep going and reading other people's, and I'm assuming you have another one. Uh, Ryan Satin uh, actually just tweeted out about 45 minutes ago what we literally just talked about. He tweeted, "I really hope this week's SmackDown show becomes a tribute show to Bray Wyatt, someone who put themselves through a lot mm -hmm. to entertain us." 
I can't imagine how all of his coworkers feel right now. My heart goes out to all of you who knew him. It, this, it just, it, it hits so hard. Yeah. There's, I mean, just, I'm just going through our truth. The rock. Zelina Vega. Enzo. Yeah, I saw Enzo's one. Um, I saw um, Mick Foley. There's Rick yeah, Mick Foley. Adam Pierce. The Nature Boy. Just just now posted about it. He goes, when your great friend and someone your son age dies within two days, it really makes you reflect and think about life. Don't take any second for granted. I, I... Eric Bischoff. Did he really? Thoughts and prayers are with the Rotunda family. Bray Wyatt left us far too soon. Tatanka. Top dollar. And you know, like, like, don't get me wrong, it's professional wrestling, but even ESPN posted about him. <clears throat> that shows you right there in the wrestling world right there. Christ. Oh, uh, Malachi. Malachi posted about it. I, I don't even, I can't, Taya. I can't even go read Alexa's right now, or sorry, Lexi's. Hers broke me too. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was, as, as everybody does know, Lexi was very close to him, not just a sake for a storyline, but as a friend and as a family that they were extremely close and then this. Now it hits her a little bit more home because she's pregnant and having a child. Keith Lee. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Not that anybody ever even thinks about this, but Bray, Mike Rotunda, Bray Wyatt's father. IRS. Erwin R. Scheister has to bury his son. And that right there just kills me alone. Because it's been a philosophy of mine is that no parent should have to bury their child. And <laughs> okay. Uh, not to not to deter, but everybody so needs a little bit of laughter. Every, well, everybody's tweeting about Terry Funk, too. Yeah. Look at this shirt. Dusty sucks eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Paul Levesque is the first one obviously that reported it, but he said just received a call from WWE Hall of Famer Mike Rotunda, AKA IRS, who informed us of the tragic news of Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt. I just, oh, and I remember just reading this recently, and I think we talked about it on the podcast that LA Knight credits Bray Wyatt's few for putting him back on the map. I can't imagine how he feels that he is the last person that wrestled Bray Wyatt. LA Knight has, carries a really big honor, kind of like when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Because you wrestled, you, you literally wrestled a legend their final match without even realizing it. And it's hard. 
gosh, I can't even get myself together. Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, they're uh, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> What's hard about this even more is that literally three months ago, they were hinting at him coming back. Oh, he's dead. Right. So J- Garrett just tweets from beyond the grave. I was like Garrett just <laughs> Garrett just showed us. It's not funny, but Garrett just pulled his phone and looked over at me, and he points at his phone, and it's from the Iron Sheik. Mind you, that man died a couple months ago, and it was a tweet from his account with a broken heart for Bray Wyatt. Again, yes, but also how Santos Escobar, Ugh. like. Twitter is just, uh, I, so what was it? Here's my thing. And I didn't realize I, we knew he had an uh, illness, but no one was ever told what it was, what it was. Oh yeah. Nobody knew what it, it was. It I, was, it, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm at a point where we're literally going to, we're going to do the podcast and it's going to be awesome. But with heavy hearts, we start the podcast off with losing two great wrestlers in a matter of two days. Kevin Nash (laughs) from the, well, from the click this podcast. And and he is dealing with his own stuff with his own things. Yeah. What did he say? It just says R.I.P. to Bray Wyatt. Like, Evil Uno. Even. Like, and that's this the thing. People get kind of up in arms about, oh, they work for WWE. They work for AEW. These guys know each other. Heavily. They all know each other. Heavily. So... To see someone from AEW, Evil Uno, post that he has no words, and then R.I.P. Bray Wyatt, and I just rolled over Will Ospreay. Oh my god. And Don't get me wrong, that's my boy, but still. Just said devastated. Like, it, it, it... There are things happen in this business when just things just like this and they're like oh it's a it's a wwe guy the AEW guys aren't going to care really that's really hop on your fucking twitter page and just and and scroll through and see how many athletes from AEW or roh or new japan or AAA, or any of the independents are in your page, if you're following them, which you should be, saying, RIP Bray, I worked with Wyndham Rotunda at a high school gym in 2008 before he went to NXT, and it, 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 
it's, it baffles me that some people are are that incredibly closed-minded. Ignorant. Um, yeah, it's... Can we talk about the Funker now? I would love <laughs> to talk about the Funker right now. No, funk, nothing but the Funk. So... Can we... Yeah, we got to get past... By the way, anyways, R.I.P. to Wyndham Rotunda. You're, you will forever be in our memories. <clears throat> By all means, groundbreaking and all aspects of the of the business. But now we go to another guy that was way more groundbreaking in different aspects <coughs> with the hardcore world that he helped develop. That motherfunker. <laughs> Holy motherfunker. Dude, I love Terry Funk. We've talked about this for years. Um, and, and honestly, the first the first thing that popped into my mind was Jesus, I don't even I don't even remember what year it was. Probably 2005, 2005, 2006. Yeah. I went to a wrestling show in Newton <laughs> at the Newton Armory. Oh my gosh. And there were some legends there. Uh, Ted DiBiase was there. Uh, what? You said 06? Yeah. Good lord! Yeah, They're, not that they were out of their prime, but it was like they were kind of so still there. I actually a little sidebar here. I actually got to watch Ted DiBiase Jr. wrestle his first match in front of a crowd. That's hilarious. Was anyway, it was it bad? It was actually pretty good. Um, his his brother had more talent than he did, but he had more charisma, so that's why he made it. Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, and now he's gonna go to prison. Yeah. that's a turn that's a real hard turn yeah <laughs> but anyway it, so like uh ted dibiase was there uh jimmy hart uh, good lord this sounds like you're watching mike rotunda mm. was there yeah and then it sounds like you're watching legends house on, on the old network and then terry funk <laughs> Did he have his natural bandana on? Oh yeah, day? he had <laughs> with he, a chair in hand. Well, he had the he so he had that he had the bandana on, <laughs> but he also had that black cowboy hat that had the little like black buckles <laughs> yeah. in a band around the. Oh my gosh! Um, and it was it was really cool. I mean, there were maybe two hundred people at this show. Good lord! You but they you were, couldn't pay they, to see anything like that nowadays. But they were doing like a. It's like a tribute like a Hall of Fame introduction yeah. deal. Um, so, I, you know, got to meet these guys, got to shake their hands, got to talk to them like this distance. That's and close within five feet of each other. Um, That's crazy. I had a probably 25 or 30 minute conversation with Terry Funk. <laughs> I bet that was probably the best conversation of your life. Um you know, it it was one of those conversations that a lot of people don't ever get to have. Right. Like you're you're literally basically sitting across a table from someone that you've watched and idolized for so long. And you you get to sit there and have an intimate conversation with them, you know, pick their brain and about the thing you love. It was <laughs> that motherfucker. I, so <laughs> it was right before I started 
training and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and it, it was the last thing I asked him. It was the last words that this man ever said to me. <laughs> I asked him, Terry, do you have any advice for someone who is looking to get into the business? And he was like, don't get dropped on your head, kid. <laughs> And that's fantastic for, I love it. That's so terrifying. Like five or six seconds. Like it, it, it was processing and he's like, don't get dropped on your your God forsaken head. (laughs) And I was like, um, I, I I was like, I, I wasn't planning on it. He's like, no one ever plans on it. You never plan on it. <laughs> He's like, don't get dropped on your head. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, you know what? That is probably some of the greatest <laughs> advice I will ever get. You need to get that tattooed on your body from Terry Fug. Um, because if that's a direct I, quote from him, you might as well. I, but like, and it was really funny because like, Two weeks in, we're doing back body drops. <laughs> we're doing back body <laughs> drops. Okay. And I take my I take the first back body drop and I almost landed on my fucking head. <laughs> and and because we had we'd paired up with guys that were roughly our size. And I, I get up, fucking <laughs> slap this dude on the chest. I said, You just about dropped me on my head. Oh my god. He's like, oh, I, I was like, no, no. When, when I hit you, you come up yeah. with force and you flip me. Mm-hmm. Don't just hit eh, eh, on my arms. <laughs> I was like, I was like, because you know what? If you had dropped me on my head, I would have let Terry Funk down. <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, what are you talking about? You'll never know. Well, so I told the story. Oh, to the group and everything. And. He's like, wow, you actually like got to meet Terry Funk and talk to him and stuff. I was like, yeah. I was like, don't drop me on my head. <laughs> I, don't I was like, because I'll get up and I'll beat the brakes off you. <laughs> oh my god, and that's something to go home about right there. I never got dropped on my head. <laughs> so here's my thing: we can laugh and we can cry at moments of just hard disparity. And we can live and regret the moments that we could have had and should have had, or even like Garrett said, he got to have with a legend in the th- in the moments. But like I said before, at the beginning or in the middle, do not take life for granted. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, with that being said, rest in peace to Mike Rotunda and to Ter- and to Terry Funk. Um, we're gonna. We're going to take a little bit of a moment of silence. Um, I, I really, I'm going to leave this in on purpose. A 10 second moment of silence. People. Call your loved ones. Yeah. Tell them you love them. Yeah. That's, that's Give simple. them a hug. <laughs> if you can. I mean, it, it, because you, you honestly, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, with that being said, that's the end of the first segment, but I'm going to leave a 10-second moment of silence. 
uh, for Mike Rotunda and um, Terry Funk. We'll be right back. And we're back. Sap, sappy uh, first portion of it. Uh, we're like so hard to get back into the mood of this thing, but we have things to cover because there is a pay-per-view coming up this weekend at Wembley Stadium in London, England. And... I'm pretty sure 95% of the matches have been announced. All of them. Uh, even the even all of the uh, pre-show ones too, or are they just leading off with the there's only just, one? There's only one okay. pre-show. So this is pretty much the podcast tonight is that we're going to go into the depth of... Um, we, uh, of we, we, uh, covered, we covered the suck yep. this week. Yep. Suck. Yep. Capital S. But you should definitely say what WWE just suck. Said. You should w- you should go definitely say what WWE uh, just said. Though. WWE tweeted out literally less than like five minutes ago. Uh that in the wake of the death of Bray Wyatt, all of the net proceeds from WWE will be going to support Jojo Offerman, who is Wyndham Rotunda's wife and their children. It's huge. That is massive. That's and that's a Fuck ton of money. That's a. Hey, here's my thing, Paul. I guarantee, and honestly, Vince is a part of that too. We have to say he's a part of it. But I will say this: as we just talked about earlier, about you know, yes, it's different versions of wrestling, and yes, it's different companies. But AEW just posted. AEW joins the entire wrestling world in the morning of the loss of Wyndham Rotunda, a third generation wrestler proudly carrying the name of Wyndham as a family legacy by forging his own incredible path to superstardom. Wyndham's unique style, persona, showcased his passion in the industry and desire for innovation. AEW sends its deepest condolences to Wyndham's family, friends, and fans. That right there, class act. I don't know who's running AEW's social media but, page, but good on you. Top on you. So right. we're going to go into fancy happy things <laughs> for a pay-per-view that's going to be in the middle of the day here in uh, America, United States of America. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll we'll run through the card, give predictions, and, and we're gonna we're gonna hold this down because I definitely want to know who beats who this time because we hold ourselves to a high standard of who beats who. So here we go. All right. So on the zero hour, which is pre-show, we have Aussie Open versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Adam Cole. Uh, personally, I think Aussie Open retains because I think I think we get a double turn here. I think Adam Cole turns heel, and MJF. Is, well, MJF is already kind of a face, but we will get a full face turn from MJF to set up the. Real main event of the evening. All right, so you're you think Aussie Open? I'm gonna I, say Aussie Open. I will agree with you. Uh, Aussie Open does not uh, lose their titles against a makeshift tag team of "We're Better Than You, Baby." Uh, I agree. There will be a, a turn. I still think they're gonna keep Adam as a face, and they're gonna put 
Maxwell as like beating him with something to hurt him during the match because he doesn't want to lose his title. I think the turn will be face will still stay on Adam and heel will still stay on Maxwell. Well, the only reason that I say Adam's going to turn is because I think they're going to reform the kingdom. Anyway, doesn't matter. We did talk about that personally. Yes. Right. Uh, next match listed, we have the hodgepodge fivesome. <laughs> uh, is that what you're going to call him that? <laughs> yep. Uh, the drunken hobo. Uh, the, is that paper skin, man? No, the drunken hobo is Eddie Kingston. Oh, that's always... Well, yes, fair enough. Uh, Penta and Best Friends, which is Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent. Gross. Anyways. Against uh, the BCC, which is Paper Skin Man, <laughs> Pepperoni Nipples, <laughs> and, <Claudio. laughs> and uh, the Bearded Baby. Oh, Wheeler? Uh, Mike Santana and Ortiz. Which, and, obviously, we didn't talk about anything wrestling this week because who cares. But the reintroduction uh, of seeing pride, Santana proud, back. Proud and Powerful... The members of Proud and Powerful came back. I don't think they're okay. I, no. I don't think the fence has been mended. I'm pretty sure they still don't like each other very much. You should go into that a little bit because if you're not familiar with the issue between Santana and Ortiz... I, I don't really know what the hell happened because these guys were best friends. They had a massive fallout a what, a long year, time. year ago. So it was, uh, it was actually before... Santana got hurt. Yeah, in the previous Blood and Guts match uh, when he tore his ACL, they had a falling out before that. But they stayed tag team. But they agreed that they were going to do the show. Well, Santana ended up getting hurt. He was gone for a year. Yada yada yada. And Ortiz shook <clears> his head. Well, Ortiz uh, stayed and tagged with Kingston. And then, and then Eddie and Ortiz had a falling out, and everybody fucking hates each other now. That just shows you, though, really that they're, who's who's the sole issue right now, if you can't tell? Ortiz. Yeah, it ain't Santana or Eddie, and I don't usually... Eddie, Eddie's the problem, 100%. <laughs> I don't usually back Eddie on any Drunken hobo. Drunk and um, hobo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that uh, Blackpool and Proud and Powerful win. Um. To be fair, that seems to be the only option. I if I kid you not, as I put my hand down, if they give that man another win for no reason, and if I swear to God, if they start that paper, no, if they start that pay per view off, if they go and we're gonna start it off now, and I hear boo boo baby, doo, 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 boo boo boo, doo, doo, I gotta go. I'm done. I can't. And turn it off. The bad part is, is that we're not watching this live. We're I, we're gonna get the pay per view, and then we're gonna watch it five six hours later. Like five, and I we have to stay off social media. We're not gonna look at it. We're not gonna read it. I'm gonna stay away from it, and we're gonna watch it together, and naturally react to it. But I swear to God, if I get a message. From anyone in the world that want, listens to this, that he kicks off the stupid pay-per-view, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> the next match that they have listed is the Ocho, the Demo God, the Goat, Le Champion, <laughs> the Wizard, the writer of the Book of a Thousand and Four Holds. Wait, four hundred thirty-three. 
Hip toss. Seven eighty-five. Backbiter. Number four. I poke. Ooh, wow. I we covered that already. Yeah, that's true. Uh the pain maker. <laughs> Y2J. My God. Lionheart. Sweet Lord. Chris. Can you Jericho? Can you get off of his back, please? The, the leader of the inner circle. Or the leader of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Former best friends with Kevin Owens. I don't where we keep gonna keep on going with names. The lead singer of Fozzie. <laughs> Versus Bill Ocean Spray. Hey, hey. His name is Will Ospreay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, Jericho wins. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. You know why? No. Because Will Ospreay doesn't have an AEW contract. Nope. Bye. Uh, hold on. Who, who won a title in AEW? Anyway, the next. Oh yeah, hold on. Who won a title in AEW at the last pay per view? Next oh, that's right. That was Will Ospreay beating who? Hold on, but it like beating or beating who? Isn't he under contract with Be- New Japan? Beating so he won the IWGP title on on whose pay per view? But it was the New Japan title, and he's under contract but, with New but, Japan, so but he who, won. But who? Yeah, I'm right. gonna get really close. No, 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 because it. it messes up the then sound. Stop. It messes up the sound stop. so badly. Next match. Okay. But hey, that's our own. That's our one right there. That's our. That's the one that we don't agree on. You think it's gonna be Chris? I think it's Will. Go. Next match, Golden Elite, which is Kota Ibushi, Kenny by God Omega loses to Will Ospreay. and Hangman Adam Page versus Bullet Club Gold, which is Juice and Jay White and Kanosuke Takeshita, accompanied by the. <laughs> Don Callis. You're torn. This is a torn match for you. You love both sides. You do. I'm not going to pick. You have to pick. I don't have to pick. Yes, you do. This That's is, how this works. This is my podcast. I don't your podcast, my pick. rear. It's our podcast. Let's get this right. But it's it's your podcast and my podcast. It's our podcast. And on my podcast, <laughs> I don't have to pick. You're going to pick. Because by God, that's how this works. I'm gonna pick my nose. Now I pick my butt too. But here we go. But okay, here, here's my opinion. We've said that the older wrestlers are starting to give more leeway into leading the next generation, which makes me believe that Jay, Juice, Konsuke Takeshita, and your boy Don are gonna get the W. Think so? I I, I really I do. don't. I think, I think the Golden Elite are going to win. Really? Yep. So I don't know. I just think that Kenny Kenny's on a way right now where he's doing the same thing that Chris is doing, and he's letting the younger kids get their wins and get their tutelage in. So I think the uh, the <laughs> the Bang Bang Gang, the Gang Bang Gang, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, gonna get that dub, and you're gonna go with the. I'm going with Golden Elite. You're gonna go Kenny and the Bunch. Yep. Okay. The Golden Lovers and Hangman Adam Page. The Golden. That's what they were called. I know in New Japan. I know. Next match, and I hate the fact they changed it on Wednesday, but whatever. Uh, It's this is a fatal four. The Walking Corpse. (laughs) Actually, the tag team of the Walking Corpses. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> you have Darby Allen who wants to climb Mount Everest and, and become another statistic and sting. And jo- and Joker sting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, put that knife away. You don't know where it's been. I do know where it's been. It's, it's been, been in my pocket. pocket. <laughs> it's been in your pocket. Uh, against Swerve Strickland and now Christian Cage. I only really like one person in this match. Yeah, you like Christian Cage. He's like your I favorite. I would like wrestler. for him to get hit by a truck. No, you you personally love his sweater-like material. Put the tiny chair down. You don't know where that's been either. I do too. It's been in your house. That's true. <laughs> uh, don't let him fool you, people. He loves Christian in his little dicky sweaters that he wears. I would love to see him get hit by a truck. You um, love Swerve Strickland. I think... Everybody dies in the match and it ends quickly. Swerve and Christian are probably oh, going to lose. Because no, because of, because of, of Christian. Because of Sting. Because of Christian. However, Swerve... It's a coffin match. It's so do they both have to get put in a coffin? Think or is it just one of them? I have never seen a tag team coffin match before. I'm even going back into WWE. I don't remember nope. anything like that. It's always been a single. Always. So, always. Or it's been an oversized coffin like for a fat man. Yokozuna. I was thinking Big Show. I was thinking Mark Henry. I was thinking there's a lot of big men that have been in that. But I, I, don't, I, don't think I've ever, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a tag team coffin match. I don't think. Yeah, it. It's gonna be it's gonna be Darby and Sting, and I'm pretty sure Sting's gonna retire at like the end of the year. It's gonna be a double or nothing, right? So it, it, yeah, nah. well, it's already, he's already made those announcements that his time has come. Yeah, when you're ninety thousand years old, but it it really sucks because originally this was supposed to be Swerve and Ar Fox, but with what happened on Wednesday and Swerve kicking Ar Fox out of Mobile, mobile Embassy. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, hopefully Sting breaks a hip. He already broke his back. Uh, then we have a trios title match. We have the House of Black versus the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. Not daddy ass. I still think that's funny is that WWE, <clears throat> it's a WWE trademark thing, badass Billy Gunn. So I'm wondering. does he own? No, he doesn't own any of his stuff. WWE, the only thing that wasn't was the. Uh, the daddy ass thing because it wasn't a Billy Gunn thing yet in WWE. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. I don't see these belts changing hands. I think the House of Black will win. Yeah, I don't see. I it, it would be dumb. Now we've seen dumb things with, with AEW before, but I it would be dumb to get those titles off those boys because right now having their own kind of sanctioned matches on Collision and doing their own thing, I like it. I, I don't see it changing. I love the acclaimed because everybody loves the acclaimed. But yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, and then we have um, the tag team titles. We have FTR uh, attending a super kick party <laughs> with the Young Bucks. Um, I honestly, with what we've seen in the last week, I think FTR loses the belts. Because strictly because, because of, of what stuff. happened with Cash Wheeler. That sucks. I don't don't get me wrong. I'm a big FTR fan. But because <clears throat> you did what you did with the assault of a deadly weapon, yep. 
play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Even though it's funny. And unfortunately, those prizes are not the AEW tag team titles. It's hard, though, is that it was just, and I I get it, the the crime, you know, punishment fits the crime. I get it. And it's his first offense ever. Doesn't matter. I know, but that's what I'm saying. The punishment fits the crime. It was his first offense ever. And you, you go extreme. You literally go Jeff Hardy in the situation and go beat up somebody and use a deadly weapon, a.k.a. a gun in his car, and you get arrested. How? Yeah, of course the punishment's going to come down. The bad part is, is that you know what's going to happen? Is that they'll probably lose it. You're right. They probably will lose it. I don't want that to happen. But then you have, what is this, all in? So all out is the following weekend, and they're going to win them back. I doubt it. I I'm just saying. I doubt it. I have to go with my boys. I'm going to keep my win for the FTR, and you're going to go with the super kick party of the Young Bucks, but I'm going to go with my boys and winning. So here in this next match, this kind of, uh, when I read this card earlier, confused me a little bit. Confused both of us, really. Because we have the AEW Women's World Championship. We have the champion, Hikaru Shida, versus Tony Storm, versus Soraya, versus... To be determined. Even though a couple weeks ago, Britt Baker... Last week. Britt Baker won her match to solidify getting in to the Fiddle 4-Way. Right. So I don't know if there's some kind of an issue with travel for Britt. This this seems to happen a lot for Britt lately. Or if she got food poisoning and couldn't make it. Or they're going to... It's going to be a mystery. It's going to be a mystery opponent. And then Nia Jax is going to come out. I don't know. I'm not even... I don't... At this point, what we have talked about previously is that we can see Soraya winning because it's in her hometown. Like, she's back home. Take a salt tab. Get your ass out to the ring. You're fine. Rub some dirt on it. Being a baby. But I, I don't know. I... I, it sounds terrible. They have the wrong people in this match. I think Sky Blue should have made it in here with how much hype she has. I think Willow Nightingale should have been in this match because of all the hype she's been having. But because they wanted to have the uh, Soraya and Tony in there because of their <clears throat> because of their faction and Hakara being in there, but Britt not being in it now kind of throws me off for a little bit of a loop too. So I don't know. I like I said, I think Soraya wins it and she gets the hometown pop of being from across the pond. And this would be her first <clears throat> title since WWE. Yeah. Uh the next match is a joke. He died of a heart attack. Wyndham? Yep. Jesus. It just came out as that it was heart related. Uh, match number five of CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the real world championship, not the ROH TV title. It's for the fake championship that he says is his. How weird, bizarre world is that, that you're going to give a fake title a part of the main show. Oh, you're like having a brain aneurysm. Instead of giving a ROH TV title shot, you're using it as a publicity stunt for a fake title that CM Punk has. Stupid! I get off. 
and the main event of you know, the We evening. gotta pick a winner for that, even though there's no winner. I hope they get a double count. You know who's gonna win, unfortunately. Not the fans that paid money to see the show. Fair. Continue. This is a joke. The whole show, or just that? That match. That match is a damn joke. It's what's worse is that last week on Collision, they had a, a joke of a thing anyway, where Samoa Joe came out to kick off the night against an opponent, and it happened to be a guy in a The fully, Golden Vampire. And he was in a fully gold suit with a luchador mask on, and you knew just by the body style it was CM Punk, where he did his run-up kick to the face, and then you put him up there, and he landed the GTS when really it didn't even touch Joe in the face whatsoever. Joe falls down, he rips the mask off instantly, he goes, I accept, and then runs off. How long before you think we see Adam Copeland in AW? So, I have, because that that particular moniker mm-hmm. was his. So He wrestled as the Golden Vampire. So I, I don't think it'll happen. I think it will. Uh, I because recently I was reading reports. Uh, actually, today I was talking about it with a couple of people that WWE offered him a contract and he turned it down. Not true. No, it is true. It's not true. True too. I read it today. It was actual rightful he sources. Tweeted about it. When today? I read a lot of stuff about this today, and he got a he got a job off, and he said that he has not accepted nor denied the job offer from WWE. Okay, so he got the, the job offer. The offer, the, the the PDF that contains the contract offer is still sitting unopened in his inbox. Okay, so what I had read is that he got the offer. I didn't know about the decline. Believe everything you read? Yeah, I tried to. But I knew he got the offer. But the thing is... Kind of like the revolution being televised. Do you, you believe everything you hear in a wrestling thing? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what I think is if if he doesn't accept it, which I can see him doing, I can see him showing up in AEW and bringing back the tag team of Christian and Edge. But it would be Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. Can we just not? Can he just retire? Go home. Take care of your kids. Be with your wife. Bang your moderately attractive wife. <laughs> and go to dad-daughter dances and... Right off into the sunset and have a good day. I see. I Bye. I agree because I anytime I think of Edge, I think of him as a lifer for WWE. I don't see him going anywhere else. He never got technically fired by the company. He had to do the whole thing with retirement early, and then he got to come back. So I want to see him as a lifer for WWE. Unfortunately, the day and age we live in, just okay. my opinion. So then we have the actual main event for the actual. AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, so there's a lot Between of things. Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Adam Cole, baby. There's a lot of things to digest here because it all comes down to the pre-show on how that goes. So in my world, way I see it is that Adam is stays face, MJF stays heel. During the match, I think there will be buffoonery, as we have said before. There will be shenanigans. There will be some stuff that happens. I think the brass knuckles will be in effect like he always does. Hold on. No, I will not hold on. Uh, I, just, he, I just had an epiphany. You can have your epiphany. Hold Max on. 
pre-show, Max walks out on Adam. Matt, Adam, Adam goes it alone for a couple minutes. So no holds, double, no holds, double close line. Holds his own against Aussie Open. Okay. Roderick Strong comes to the rescue, and Roderick Strong and Adam Cole beat Aussie Open for the titles. That is a swerve prediction. It's not. That's not like televised. Actual prediction, but I'm just saying, what if? Anyway, back to the back to the main event. That's not bad. Um, I think there will be a lot of uh, buffoonery with some things. I I was gonna say Roderick Strong comes out during the middle of the main event match, not during the pre-show match, because of his whole angle with the whole "this is my best friend, not your best friend" thing. I think there'll be a distraction where Adam wants to have him involved, but he can't. Max ends up getting the pin in a cheesy, chancy kind of way, keeps the triple B and goes on his merry way. That's what I think will happen. Do I want that to happen? That's a different story. They've been setting up this title change for two months now. I don't think there is any positive outcome from a wrestling fan's stand-up point of view. Mm Mm-hmm where MJF walks out with the belt and people are happy about it. I I wholeheartedly feel that if Adam Cole does not win the belt at Wembley, the entire wrestling world will riot. Here's... The Jaguar Stadium will be on fire... I was just saying, like, you know, they're in a football stadium. Tony's car's going to get keyed. The plane's going to get keyed. They're going to cap off his dad's oil wells, <laughs> cut off the money. I, so, it, it, okay. Tony Khan's head might explode. Well, he is a robot, so it might just malfunction. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's where I think... You're wrong in this aspect only because of one angle that we don't like to talk about, but it has to be talked about with the angle of punk and that real world title is that a couple weeks ago, he did call out MJF about him never being beaten and never losing the title. And where I see, unfortunately for the company, I see it as what will possibly happen, and I don't want to see it, but that Max wins the title at all in, and then you hear, and then you hear Cult of Personality come out, and he will do what he did to John Cena. I'll turn off the damn TV. But what he'll do again, what he did to John Cena after John won the title all those years ago after Punk walked out of the company and got the better contract is that they're going to hold up both titles in the ring and it's going to look like a rematch from back in the day in WWE when he had to go for that title back. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. I know you don't like it, but I can see it because there's something that Tony Khan loves about Punk even after everything that he did for the against the company. I just, I see it. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go to a brief uh, brief break. Uh, we'll come back to our opinions on the final match in just a second. 
And we're back. Uh, we're going to finish off our final takes. Uh, short podcast tonight just for the sake of just how we're feeling with all the news today. Um, what do you feel about my little uh, take about Punky Brewster and Maxwell? I hope he gets hit by a truck. Which one? There's there's two people. Phil. Oh, Phil. Gotcha. Um, but you think – what's your take on the final match? I think Adam Cole wins. 100%. Yep, all the way through. Yep, no no shenanigans, yep. just a clean match. It won't be a clean match, but I think Adam Cole wins, and yeah, holy shit, dude. Fine. Um, so rolling through Twitter again. Uh, this is someone that. This is the first tweet from this person that I have seen. Okay. Mark Calloway. Wow. Undertaker. Yeah. What did he say? Rest easy, pal. Hope you had a hope you have a wonderful experience on your journey. Wishing you luck and many prayers. You were the new face of fear. Pretty much. Yeah. I remember literally the moment when he looked at Bray and no one knows what he said to Bray because he whispered it in his ear. He said Whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> Act like I said something important. But you know he he definitely was trying to pass on the the fear anger to Bray. And Bray did. Bray kept the on our toes. And every time we saw, like, we want to, let's end with Bray. Um, the one thing that we admired about him was his ability to storytell. To paint a scene that none of us could see. And the one thing that creative did was let him roll with what he had and it was always entertaining um i remember me and you watching his uh his comeback yep and us very excitedly watching tiktoks and following the qr codes and reading into the clues of when he was going to return and doing all these things and keeping us on our toes. And we were thoroughly excited to see Wyndham Rotunda back. And we the were, main, Oh, go ahead. We were drawn in this. This was a story that <clears throat> it, it captivated the entire wrestling world until he came back and just kept us on the edge of our seat and, one of the reasons that got us reinterested into wrestling again, mainly WWE, because we were done. Like we were fully set off with not watching WWE again, and then finally, when Vince retired and Paul took over and started bringing everybody back that was making them money, he set off to go get Wyndham back, and had the biggest pop I had seen in years off of literally no inclination besides these little QR codes with the, with the white rabbit and um, everything. And when we saw that door open up and go into the fun house again and seeing all the characters in person and going through all the actions with him and his lantern and seeing the, the skull lantern again. And it was, there was something about his storytelling techniques that 
you'll never see again. Uh, the dark angle, but also the lighthearted angle. Bright, shining light in the world of professional wrestling extinguished way, mm. way too soon. I agree completely. Um, with that being said, that's the end of the podcast for the week. Um, I know we didn't cover anything weekly this week because there's sometimes you have to throw a little bit of a curveball to endure what we have encountered today with the news that you encounter. Um, we, yeah, we were just stunned. Uh, we had, like you said, we had everything planned out. We knew what we were going to talk about, but then when you have news like this, it just kind of, it just throws you for more of a realistic angle of life. That being said, I'm going to read a quote from the Wyatt six Twitter page. Mm. Uh, and this is Wyndham Rotunda's words. Wrestling is not a love story. It's a fairy tale for masochists. Comedy for people who criticize punchlines. A fantasy most can't understand. A spectacle that no one can deny. Lies, lines are blurred. Heroes are villains. Budgets are cut. Business is business. But it can also be a land where dead men walk. Where honor makes you elite. Where demons run for office. <laughs> and rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. Woo! It's an escape. A reason to point the blame at anyone but yourself for two to three hours. An excuse to be a kid again. And nothing matters except the moment we are in. Wrestling is not a love story. It's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence, a world where closure may never come, we all know a place that has hot and cold hope on tap, for better or for worse. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't want to speak after that. Because those are words are just amazing. So that being said, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. We love you very much. No one has to do this podcast except for me and you. But we appreciate you for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram, GQ underscore wrestling podcast. Like I said, under Instagram, GQ underscore a wrestling podcast. And on Twitter slash X. Uh, GQ a wrestling podcast, all one word again. It's GQ, a wrestling podcast, all one word. At the end of the day, we've said this multiple times tonight. Please call, send a text, hug someone. You never know how your night's going to end or your day's going to start. Anything can happen. With that being said, we bid you adieu. Thank you. And good night.